you today. Amen. Thank you, Sister Micah. Y'all pray for Sister Micah. She's going back there. She's the only one back there. Amen. All those kids. Praise the Lord. You've got to be talented to do that. Amen. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. Well, we started a new series on on Friday night, actually. Friday night. Our regular church service now. Praise the Lord. Our, our weekend worship starts on Friday now. Praise God. Amen? Yeah. Amen. How I many of y'all know that's important? You know there's people out there that cannot go to church on Sunday because the job won't let them? More and more jobs are making people work on Sunday. Amen? And as we move into this time that we're living in, it's important that the church recognizes that. And, um, you know, people got to work. You know, of course, I tell people all the time, go get a job you ain't got to work on Sunday. Amen? But, you know, that's not always easy to do. And sometimes you think, you, gotta, you think your job doesn't work on Sunday, and then, uh, you know, somebody buys out the company, and they just change everything. You know, and sometimes it works that way. But, you know, having a service on Friday night gives us some opportunities. Uh, first opportunity it gave us is we done raised $1,300 in two months for our roof on a Friday night. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Give Jesus a man. Amen. Give him some praise. Amen. And uh, the second thing that it does is, uh, let's see, we had, um, I think I remember baptizing uh, eight people one night. Amen. Baptized eight souls back here in the water and had one soul get saved that night of baptism. And, and I'll tell you, God's been blessing. Amen. Amen. And for all of us that plays music, it gives us another opportunity to practice. <laughs> Amen. Hopefully we sound better on Sunday morning than we do on Friday night because we'll be practicing a little bit more. Amen. Praise God. Turn your Bibles to... Um, let's go back to where we was at. Amen. We started talking about love. Start talking about love. I'll tell you what, just go to, uh, go on to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Let's see where I want to go with this. Yeah, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Look at verse 1. Amen. Skipping my notes a little bit, but that'd be okay. Got to bring it all together. Amen. I only got on the first page. I'm only on page 2, by the way. Friday was page 1. I told everybody Friday night... I, I usually gauge my time by how many pages I have. Five pages usually means 30 minutes. Uh, but Friday night, I never got off the first page. Amen. So uh, I can't make any promises this morning either that we'll get off the second page. But you know what? God is good. Amen? So when you get there, I ask you to stand for a reading of God's Word this morning. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, looking at verse 1. It says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels... And have not love. If you're reading King James, it says uh, charity. But charity is love that gives. It's the same word we're talking about, the word agape in Greek. So if I have not love, I become as a sounding brass and a clinkling cymbal. And though I have the gifts of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Father, we thank you for your word today. Lord, we thank you for this writing of Paul, God, as he's teaching the church, even through the generations and the years, Paul is still teaching the church. And we thank you for Paul's ministry this morning. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, to come and to minister to our hearts today, God. Minister to us in the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Our title in this series is called The Real Power. The Real Power, church, is love. 
Without love, there is no power. We must have love. Now, we talked Friday night. I'm just going to recap for a few seconds here. We talked Friday night on how we're not talking about the world kind of love. We ain't talking about Valentine's, you look pretty eyes, and all that kind of love, you know, kissy, kissy, and all that. Most of that's lust anyways. Come on. And, and I told the oh, you wouldn't back here. You were the kids. I told them, uh, I told the church Friday night. I said, and, uh, I met Angel. I don't know if I was in love or lust. Amen. I mean, I was only a kid. <laughs> she was a kid. I was pretty sure she loved me, but I, I think I was more in lust than I was in love for a while. But 37 years later, I think I finally fell in love somewhere along the line. Amen. Praise God. But you know, the world definition of love is lust, isn't it? I mean, that the truth? Most people, you know, and what gets me is people, I'm, I'll tell you, I, I'm very cautious about doing weddings nowadays because most of the time people don't understand what love is. And most of the time their definition is love is, I love you until you make me mad. And then I'm going back my mama. Come on. Amen. And that's usually what they mean by love. They, people have a, they don't understand love, you know. And I, and I, and I told them uh, Friday night, I said, you know, I love cheeseburgers. Anybody love cheeseburgers? Come on. I love banana pudding. Where are you at, Bonnie? I love banana pudding. Come on. I have fallen in love with Sister Lisa's cherry cobbler. Oh, come on. Preach somebody. And my wife's got some fresh peaches, and I'm leaning on her to get some more of that peach cobbler. Come on. Amen. I love me some chocolate ice cream. Matter of fact, my, my favorite ice, our, our favorite ice cream place is the Tasty place down there in Heflin. Amen. You ever go through Heflin, you want to go to Tasty and get, a, get yourself an ice cream. But get, order the small one because the big one's like this. Woo. She came out with a big old large cone one time. I said, I can't eat all that. <laughs> we love these kind of things. But how many of y'all know... For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son and He wasn't talking about the same kind of love. Amen. Amen. I love all those things, but I assure you my love for my wife was a whole lot deeper than an ice cream or a cheeseburger. Amen. And there's different levels of love that I have found. Amen. There's different levels. You know, we, we, we raise two daughters and we love our kids, but I want to tell you, boy, we really in love with them grandkids. Come on. Amen. Amen. I got some witnesses up in the house. Amen. Amen. We love our children, but boy, when you when the grandbaby comes in, that love jumped up about ten more feet. Can I get a witness? Amen. Amen. We really love them grandbabies. I mean, you know, I done told both my girls. I said, when I die, I ain't leaving y'all nothing. It's all going to the babies. Come on. Amen. Have y'all with me today? Praise God. But we're talking about we're talking about a word in Greek called agape. And the word agape in Greek means it's a love that gives without expecting anything in return. God forgave His only begotten Son to die on the cross for our sins, not expecting anything in return from us. If He was to ask something from us, it would be impossible for us to pay that debt. A debt we cannot pay. Amen? So agape love is love that Gives. And we read a scripture in 1 John chapter 4 that says, If you hate your brother who you have seen, how can you say you love God who you have not seen? And then John goes on to say, You are a liar. Right. Amen. Come on. If you say you love God and hate your brother, you are a liar. Right. And can I go ahead and tell you, there ain't no place in heaven for a liar. 
Amen. Amen. The light of heaven. So we can't say, well, we love God but hate our brother. But this word hate began to, began to really resonate on me. And, I, and the Holy Spirit just said, I want you to do a word search. I want you to dig into this word hate. Because hate's a strong word. Amen. And I'm going to say, we got some, I tell people often, we got some of the finest people around to come to the Bowden Church of God. Amen. Y'all give yourselves a hand for it. Amen. Y'all are some of the finest people on this planet as far as I'm concerned. I not tell people that everywhere. I say, you want to meet some of the finest people in Bowden, come to the Bowden Church of God. That's where they all go to church at. Amen. 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 That's where we all go to church at. I'm sure none of you in here hate anybody. I'm sure I could ask every one of you, is anybody in your life you hate? Oh, no, Pastor, I love everybody. So see, this word hate began to, began to work on me. So I began to go back and research it in the Greek and research it in Hebrew. And, and I began to find some things. In the original language, the word hate really means distaste. You ever, you ever have a distaste for somebody? It also means strong dislike. You ever, you ever have somebody, you know anybody right now that you just, ooh, I love them, but I don't like them. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on. Y'all know what I mean? I love you. But we ain't hanging out together. Come on. There's some people, and there's, there's some people it's hard to love, right? People are rude, especially, I mean, people get more ruder and ruder and ruder. Amen. And, but, but I started you know, doing this work, and I found even a deeper definition. Y'all ready for this? Some of y'all here Friday night, y'all already know what I'm going to say. The rest of y'all put your seatbelt on if you wouldn't hear Friday night. This is fixing to hurt. This is fixing to hurt. To love less. To love less. Is there anybody in your life you love less than others? Hmm. Huh. Now go back to what John said. He who says he hates his brother but loves God is a liar. How can you love God who you've not seen and hate your brother who you have seen. Now go to a deeper definition. He who loves less his brother hmm, is a liar. Who dislikes his brother or her sister is a liar. He can't love God. You see, I've learned through, through my life that in order to love God, i got to love people. i got to love people. Matter of fact, there's a song out there. We should learn that song and sing it one day. To love God is to love people. Have y'all ever heard that on the radio? To love God is to love people. I'm going to say, the more you love God, the more in love with people you will become. Amen? Amen. I said, the more in love with God you get, the more in love with people you become. That's true. Amen. That's true. You see, when you get close to God, you begin to look at people the way God looks at them and not how you look at them. You begin to see people through God's eyes and not through your eyes. Amen? Amen. Every time I go to the drive-thru, I make sure I have a lot of patience with me because that's somebody's grandbaby. Amen. We got to learn patience. We got to learn. We got to learn how to love on somebody and love one another through the eyes of God. So God is love. First John chapter four tells us God is love. The greatest power, the greatest power force you can have is Love, but the agape love, the God kind of love, not the world definition, but the God definition. We've got to have agape love, a love that gives, come on, expecting nothing in return. Amen? One scripture says, uh, Oh, no man, anything but to love. Oh, no man, anything 
I'm going to tell you something. When I put out a $100 bill out of my pocket or a $20 bill out of my pocket and I give it to somebody, I'm not expecting it back. It's a gift. That ain't a loan. It's not a loan. I don't do loans. I'm not a bank. I'm a child of the king. Yes, right. Give her some money. I ain't got no loan. <laughs> I'm broke right now. It's the end of the month. <laughs> but when I give somebody money, I don't have a loan. It's just a gift. Amen. I'm not expecting it back in return. Only thing I'm expecting back is love. Just keep loving me. Amen. I'm going to keep loving you. You're going to keep loving me. And that's what it's all about. Amen. Amen. But see, when that, that's a God love. You love somebody, you give something, and you do not expect anything back. I'm going to tell you, you can do love the same way. You can love people without expecting them to love you back. Matter of fact, we need to be loving people who don't love us. Amen. Jesus said we should love our enemies. Hello? And do good to those who persecute us and talk bad about us. That's come walking in the agape love. We love them even they hate us. They hate us and yet we still walk in love with them. And Jesus said the two greatest commandments was love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, and all thy soul. And the, breath, and the second was the second greatest commandment that goes along with it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Come on. Well, brother, who's my neighbor? Everybody's your neighbor. Everybody. Even the homeless man holding the sign down there at Walmart. Come on. Yeah. That's your neighbor. That's your neighbor. But we're supposed to love our neighbor as we love ourselves, and yet we keep our windows rolled up and we look the other way and pretend we don't see the homeless person holding the sign. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. And we don't extend love to them. Jesus does. And what Jesus does, we should do. Amen? We love people. Oh, but brother, you know most of the people out on drugs, yeah, they also somebody baby too. Come on. Oh, you know, some of them are just too sorry to work. You know, if they would just put that sign down and go to the job, everybody's hiring. You know, you don't know their story. You don't know if that's a soldier that came out of Afghanistan and he's got, he's got all that, uh, you know, drama that he's reliving. You don't know if he can even hold down a job. Or even sleep at night. You don't know. You don't know. Or a woman. Thank you. You don't know everybody's story. It's easy to judge when you don't know the story. But Jesus said, judge ye not unless ye be judged. Come on. So we need to learn to walk in love. And love is the greatest power, church. Love is the greatest power. The greatest power, love that gives it all. Jesus gave it all on the cross of Calvary. He gave it all. He laid his life down. He shed his blood. He gave it all so that you and I, come on, can live in his all. So that you and I can live in his all. Most people don't understand this because you haven't experienced it. It's hard to understand the God kind of love until you have really experienced the God kind of love. I want to tell you, amazing grace sounds so sweet to me because I've been in a place where I needed grace. I've been in a place where I was without God. I've been in a place where I was hopeless and depressed. I've been in a place where I was broken. I've been in a place, listen, most of you will find this hard to believe, but I've been to the place where you couldn't stand to be around me. I've been there. I've been there. And grace 
extended out to me. The love of God. Even though I was deep in sin. Even though I was running from God. Even though all the problems of my life that I had created. And they were my fault, not God's fault. Even though I had found myself deep in that sin. And deep in that depression. And deep in that brokenness. God loved me through it all. He loved me through the sin. He loved me through my bad choices. He loved me through it all and extended His grace out to me, not expecting anything in return because there was nothing I could give Him. That's the agape love that I'm preaching to you about today. And in that love is real power. It's real power, church. Romans chapter 14, verse 3 tells us that we have all been given A measure of faith. We've been given a measure of faith. Every one of us has been born again. Every one of us received the same exact measure of faith. Why? Because God does not love one above another. Amen? My little little girls growing up, they always always won't play that game. You know, who they love more. Which one of us is his favorite? And I would just play them off one another. Why don't they come to me by themselves? I said, yeah, baby, you know you're my favorite, but don't tell your sister. <laughs> and then the other one would come, honey, you know you are my baby girl. Come on, you know you've got to be my favorite. But don't tell your sister. <laughs> but did they listen? No, they go back and argue. Daddy said he was his favorite. Daddy said he loved me more. You know? But God doesn't have favorites. God loves us all the same. And he gave each and every one of us the same exact measure of faith. When we got born again, it took faith to get born again. Without that faith that God gave you, you couldn't even accept Jesus Christ as Savior. You had to have faith to believe that He came out of a virgin girl. Come on, church. You had to have faith that God stepped out of heaven and impregnated a a girl and got her pregnant, amen, by by the power of the Holy Ghost. A virgin girl gave birth. You got to have faith to believe that to get saved. And every one of us have that same measure of faith a gift from God. You find that in Romans 14 and 3. But here's the thing. But just like we have all received the same measure of faith to start us off with, it will only grow. Your faith will only grow if you feed it. Your faith has got to grow. And the only way your faith is going to grow is you have to feed it the Word of God. Amen? But you can't just keep feeding it the Word of God. James tells us we got to be doers of the Word, not hearers only. we got to exercise our faith. Yes. Amen? Amen? I say we got to exercise our faith. we got to put our faith to the work. Amen? Right. Every time I touch that anointing oil, I'm praying for somebody, I'm exercising my faith. Amen? Amen? Every time I wake up in the morning and put my shoes on and walk across the floor, I'm exercising my faith. Come on, we got to exercise our faith. It's just like going to the gym. If you want big muscles and you want to get fit, go to the gym and work it out. And your muscles will grow. Your body will change. Can I get a witness in the house? Amen. I know y'all find this hard to believe, but my arm used to be about the size of my leg. When I was in the military. Amen. I kind of looked like, look like that guy that fought Rocky in Rocky Four. That's why I had a flat top and, you know. (laughs) 
I was in shape back then, but it took hours of working out, hours in the gym, hours of body conditioning. Your faith can grow if you spend hours in God's gym right here in the Holy Word of God. If you will feed your faith the right words of God, if you will put your faith into action and start believing and start praying. Come on, prayer is putting your faith into action. Prayer is putting your faith into action. And then don't just leave it at prayer. Get up and do something. Faith fills out the job applications even when you don't think you're going to be able to make it. Come on, church. Faith writes out the check when you don't think you're going to be able to survive. Come on, church. Faith will walk 100 miles to get help, amen, when you don't know if there's really help on the other side. Faith gets up and does something. That's called exercising your faith. And your faith will grow. Every one of us was given the same measure of faith. But I assure you, none of us in this room today have the same measure right now. Because you all have different levels of faith that you've grown in, that you've exercised in. Some have exercised more in one area than another. Some can believe. Nobody can believe for finances like Angel does. I mean, she just says, God, I need more money. Goes to the mailbox and there it is. I can't figure it out. I say, God, I need more money, and my phone rings. Go work. Go to work. Amen. I got. You ever been upset with God? You ever been up, I was at work one day, and I was complaining. You ever, you ever complain at work? Any complainers in here? I was complaining that I needed more money. And I got my paycheck ain't big enough. I got too many bills. I need more money on my paycheck. You know, so it would be nice to get a big old fat raise or something. And, you know, and I'm just talking to the Lord. I'm just going around mumbling, complaining, you know. And, and then my boss comes up to me about five minutes to five and says, Hey, can you work over? No. It's five o'clock. I got to go home. It's quitting time. And then all of a sudden I heard a voice say, did you not ask me for more money? <laughs> this man said, if you'll work a few more hours, you get time and a, and a half. You know, time plus half. <laughs> you need more money. Can you come in and work on Saturday? No, I can't work on Saturday. But you want more money? Come on, church. Exercise your faith and it will grow. It will grow. Some people can believe in finances. Some people can believe in healing. Amen. Angel will tell you, she struggles more in healing than I do. I can't believe God for healing. Angel has to work at it. It's not much work for me. I just believe it's just there. It's natural to me. But for her, she has to work at it. But when it comes to finances, it's natural for her. Me, i got to work at it. Amen. we got to work at it. Come on. But just like we have all received the same measure of faith, we, we, it starts us off, we have to exercise it and make us grow. The love of God inside of us has to be fed the Word of God and exercise the Word of God. Amen. Go to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12 this morning, looking at the sixth verse. In Romans chapter 12. You get there, say amen. I know you're with me. Romans chapter 12, looking at the sixth verse. Verse. We're going to go down to the 21st verse as well. Romans chapter 12, verse 6. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in portions of our faith or ministry, let us use it in ministering. 
He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhorting, he who gives with liberty, he who leads with diligence or, or care, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Verse 9. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is, abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate toward one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another, not lacking in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patience in tribulations, continuing steadfast in prayer, disputing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind <clears throat> toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regarded for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as it depends upon you, live peacefully with all men. Beloved, I love you, beloved, do not avenge yourself. But rather, give, neither give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Verse 21, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So, in this chapter, Paul begins to tell us some things. He begins to tell us some things. First of all, he tells us about the five speaking gifts. The five speaking gifts of the Spirit. Prophecy, teaching, encouragement, words of wisdom, and word of knowledge. In addition, there are seven serving gifts. Helps, mercy, faith, discerning of spirits, leadership, managing, and giving. Notice that in these these, in verse 9, after Paul talks about the gifts, he jumps right into love. Did y'all see that? Yeah. After Paul is talking about the gifts of the Spirit, he jumps right into love. and He says, let love be without hypocrisy. And in NIV it says, let love be sincere. In other words, don't be a phony. You ever have somebody tell you that they loved you and you knew really they didn't? Come on. Come on. Well, if you loved me, you wouldn't talk about me. Come on. If you love me, you wouldn't gossip about me. If you love me, you wouldn't you would be there for me. You'd be my friend. You'd be there for me when I'm in trouble. If you really love me. Some people say I love you, they had no meaning to it at all. Amen. I saw Brother Larry yesterday before Brother Larry left. I say, as a hell man. I call him man. I said, I love you. I meant that. I meant that. I love people in this church. Amen? I love people in this church. We've been through some things together. Amen? We've seen some things. And love brought us through it. Amen? I love you guys. I love y'all enough to tell y'all the truth because I know I'm going to stand before God and He says, why didn't you tell me? I love you enough to tell the truth. And even though I know what I'm about to tell you is going to upset you and hurt you, I know it's going to, but I have to tell you anyways because I love you. Amen? 
So notice that Paul is talking about the nine, the, the nine gifts, the twelve gifts actually, because talking about helps and giving and all that, all those are gifts from God. He talks about doing all that and he jumps right into love. Let love be real. Let love be without hypocrisy. Don't be a hypocrite when you tell somebody you love them, really love them. And when you really love somebody, you will do things. Amen. Love is not just talk. It's an action word. And when you love somebody, guess what? You will be kindly affectionate toward one another. Amen. He gives us an entire list of things to do if we are really in love. Be kindly affectionate toward one another in bloody love, in honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence or care, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continually steadfast in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, giving to hospitality. And when you love somebody, you will bless them and not persecute them. Come on. He goes on to tell us, to love our enemies. And, and if our enemy is hungry or thirsty, give them food, give them drink. He tells us, don't, don't try to be, don't, don't try to hold on to grudges and take revenge. Yes, right. don't, don't try to take revenge. Let God fight your battles. Matter of fact, there's a there's a song that was the saints used to sing. If I hold my peace, let the Lord fight my battles. Victory, victory shall be mine. How many of y'all ever heard that before? Amen. If we hold our peace, let God do the fight. Yeah. Angel and I, we could be here for about three hours and tell you how we held our peace. Step back and watch God take care of some things. Yeah. Right. Amen? And then beg God to stop because it was too much. God said, stop. Don't do it to them. Let them go. We forgive them. Let them go. <laughs> let them go. When you love somebody, you want to do for them. I'm going to tell you. A godly love, the God kind of love that gives is what we're talking about this morning. And we need this God kind of love in our life. And you might be saying, well, brother, why, why are you talking about love like this? And why are we mixing love and faith together? Well, the answer is found in Romans chapter 5 and verse 6. Y'all look up at the light. You hear Friday night, you got this. You wouldn't hear Friday night, you don't know what I'm talking about. Look at that light book. I want to go King James on you. You ready? Y'all like King James? That light bulb worketh. There's your King James. Worketh by electricity. Light bulb worketh by electricity. How many of us understand that? Well, y'all understand. We got a little switch in our house back there on the wall. We got two switches. They control all the lights in here. And when we flip those switches, electricity goes through the switch and it goes all the way to that light and all of a sudden that light is shining. By the way, it took that man over a thousand failures to get the light to shine. Praise God he didn't give up. Amen? Amen. And praise God for whoever invented air conditioning. I love that guy. I'm going to hug that guy when I get to heaven. Amen? Or, or woman. I don't, know who, I don't know who it was. But whoever it is is getting a big old bear hood for me. Praise God for air conditioning. But you know, electricity is already out there. Electricity is running on our power lines from Georgia Power and already running to the building. But until we flip the switch, that light will stay dark. The only way that light bulb is going to shine, it was not designed to shine by natural gas. It was not designed to, to shine by pouring gasoline in it. Come on, church. It was not designed to shine any other way except for electricity to flow through it. So that light bulb worketh by electricity. How many of y'all got faith? You got faith? Your faith only worketh 
by love. That's Romans chapter 5, verse 6. Your faith that you have, you can have all the faith in the world, and it will not do you anything if you don't have love to make it go. If you don't have love to power it up, come on. I mean, your faith is there. You heard the Word of God. You believe. You say, I believe, but why am I still sick? I believe, but why is my life still messed up? I believe, but why this and why that? I'm telling you, church, check your love walk. Is there anybody in your life that you love less? Because that's the definition of that word hate, see? Is there anybody in your life that you just detest? I just can't stand them. I mean, I look at them and I just want to punch them. You know? just can't stand them. Come on. That's what the test I just detest them. Test them. Oh, don't get me wrong. I love them. No, you don't. You a liar. Come on. You don't talk about people you love. Unless you build them up. Amen? Amen? So where is your love walk? Where is your love level? Is there things in your life that is stopping your love from flowing? Is there walls that's been built up? Is there hatred in your heart towards somebody? You say, well, preacher, you just don't understand what they've done to me. You just don't understand how they hurt me. You just don't understand what I have been through in my life. You just don't get it. You just don't understand. You probably understand a whole lot better than you think. Amen. Yeah. Amen. My my in-laws. Let me talk about you just for a moment. My in-laws. They both want to be with Jesus now. This little girl's daddy blessed her when she was a baby. She's just a kid. Did things to her that daddy's ain't supposed to do. My sister, daddy, brother, even sister. Did things to her as a child she was supposed to do. But I'm going to tell you, she loves her family. She loved her daddy. <coughs> She, she cried when he passed away. I mean, she went before the Lord. She wanted to make sure that he, he was forgiven. He wanted, she wanted to make sure that he would give his heart to Jesus. And while he's laying up there in a coma in Birmingham, angels over there trying to lead him to Jesus. Trying to talk to him about the Lord. Why? Because she is walking in love. So, Pastor, you just don't understand what this person has done to me in my life. Maybe, maybe I don't know your story, but I want to tell you, no matter how bad it is, no matter how bad it was, there is love to walk through. There is forgiveness. Yes. And you can only walk in love through walking through forgiveness. And we've got to learn to forgive people. Yes. We've got to learn to forgive people. Yes. Amen. Amen. It, it, it's been a year now. I, I tell you, y'all pray for your passion because I'm not always the most compassionate person. I'm really not. I, I, I could probably use a whole lot more compassion than I really have as pastor. Moses was the greatest pastor. If I'd been Moses, I'd stand back and say, God killed him. <laughs> uh, you created him. I mean, you know, it's hot out here in this desert. It's 100 degrees. I'm tired of these people complaining all this. Go ahead and kill me, God. I don't care. You won't get killed. Go ahead. 
They're not Moses. Moses stepped in front of God and said, you kill them, you kill me. You take me with them, God. That's love. Man, that's love. That's a pastor. That's a real pastor. I'm just playing. That man's a real pastor. Amen. So it's been a year now. And it was coming up. And me and my wisdom and full of compassion. I'm tired of seeing her hurt. You know, I'm tired of seeing her. I'm tired of seeing her grieve over this thing. She's grieving. It's been a year now. She's got a whole lot better. But she's still grieving. And I said, hey, why? Why are you still grieving over that? Those people were terrible. Those were horrible people. Why are you still grieving? You know? I, I, want, her, I want her healed. I want her to get over. Let's, let's turn the page. Let's move on. So in my wisdom and full of compassion, I said, babe, those people are horrible. Horrible people. Why are you still crying? She said, because that was my dad. That was my mama. She blamed her mama for not protecting her. That was my mama. That was my dad. She loved him. Through it all, she loved him. And she still loves him today. And I believe you can think what you want. That man was laying in that coma. He couldn't communicate. But when angels started telling him that she loved him, when angels started telling him how she's forgiven him, and when angels started telling him that Jesus was coming and he needed to repent of your sins, she said, Dad, you need to repent of your sins. And she said, you need to cry out to God. You need to let Jesus save your soul. And she read him. She said, she said Jesus, she said, Dad, I know you can hear me because tears were coming out of his eyes. He was crying on his deathbed and tears were coming out of his eyes. The doctor told us that they knew that he could hear us because the hearing is the last thing to go. And I'm going to tell you, you can say, well, he didn't understand. He was in a, he, he was, he had, he had all these problems. He had a heart attack. He was stroking. And, and he was unconscious. I'm going to tell you, tears were coming out of his eyes. And I would watch his blood pressure. And his blood pressure would start going up and going up and, and changing. Every time she would hold his hand, the blood pressure would start going up. And, and, and tears coming out of his eyes. You can think what you want to think. But I believe that one day when we get to heaven, I'm going to find Jerry Marks in heaven. And I'm going to see Francis in heaven. Amen. And it's going to be because of this girl that chose to walk in love beyond it all. And, and listen, they didn't deserve it. They did not deserve forgiveness, but she did it anyway. So don't tell me you can't forgive. Yes, you can. And you can walk in love just like the Bible says. And you have to walk in love like the Bible says because light worketh by electricity, your faith worketh by love. Without love. Look at what Paul said. The first thing I, I read to you, come on, play piano for me. The first thing I read to you was Paul talking about, I talk in tongues. Come on. But if I don't have love, look at what he said I am nothing. That's a strong statement. Amen. You can be as religious as you want to be. You can be the biggest tongue tucker in the church. But if you don't have love for your neighbor, if you don't have love for one another, come on church, you are nothing. That's the words of Paul. He said, I am nothing if I do not have this kind of love. Amen. Church, we are nothing if we don't have the love of God. That's right. You know, churches have reputations. We do. Churches have reputations in the streets. People, I mean, people in Bible don't go to church here. They know about our reputation in our church. Well, I'm going to tell you, if we've got to have a reputation, let it be one thing. 
Let it be one thing. That's the most loving church I've ever seen in my life. Those people might talk funny. They might raise their hands and dance. They might hoop and holler. I don't get all of that, but let me tell you, those are the most lovingest people I've ever seen in my life. Amen? Amen. I may not agree with how they have church, but those people know how to love somebody. Right. If we've got to have a reputation church, let it be a reputation of pure love. Love. Listen, I've been in church where the left side would not talk to the right side, and the right side would not talk to the left side, and there was grudges in the church, and people were holding grudges against one another. And it was so bad that I stopped telling people, go shake your neighbor's hand and hug your neighbor. I stopped telling them that. Because I had a visitor meet me at the door of the church on the way out, and that visitor said, how come the right side don't associate with the left side? First time you've been in church and you notice it. Let this be a loving church. I declare the name, in the name of Jesus, that every heart has been broken here to be forgiven in the name of Jesus, for every grudge to be destroyed, for every weapon of the devil to cause harm in this church. I release love. Let this church be full of love and full of compassion and full of mercy, not full of judgment, but full of love and compassion and mercy. Let us love one another with a brotherly kind of love, a love of compassion, a love that understands, not a love that judge, but a love that says, I'll pray for you, I'll be there for you, and if i got a dollar in my pocket, I'll give it to you. Come on, church. Let us be a church that loves one another beyond it all. church too. Let's love on one another. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, right now, God, there's people that need healing today in their hearts, emotional healing. Lord, there's things in their past that, that has blocked them. There's things that has tormented them. Lord, there are people that are in so much pain over their In the name of Jesus, I speak freedom. In this place today, I speak freedom. 
Church. Hallelujah. 